Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Excellence. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. All this week, I'm talking to Justin Mullis. He's the owner of Omagord Handcrafted Tacos. A sense of urgency is something all food service people should know. And today, Justin and I talk about his own sense of urgency. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You said your, your job before Taco Bell was retail. What kind of retail? Um, I worked at uh, Kmart. Okay. And, um, I was a cashier there and then I uh, pushed carts. And then after that, I... It was just, it was just the weirdest job. I worked at Dunham's and on my application, they asked what kind of, Dunham's is a sporting goods store. Okay. I know I realized they might not be everywhere, but they asked me on the application, uh, what kind of sporting interests are you into? And I I said, uh, football, basketball, I hunt. And they're like, oh, hunting. All right. We're going to hire you to sell guns. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like 18. Right. So I, I don't know anything about guns. And the first like six months that I'm working there, I'm sitting behind the gun counter. I can't even sell anything because I don't know what anything is. I'm just like, oh, you want to see that gun? Here you go. And they they were like, okay, well, he's not very good at this. So we're just going to make him a cashier. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I worked the cash register. I hated it. It was, it's just too slow and monotonous. Mm-hmm. And I threw a fit and told them like get me off of here like let me go do something else and there was just one day where they brought me back to help unload the truck right and that was kind of when I was starting Taco Bell I was kind of doing both and I started to learn about how like um, sense of urgency and that's a huge huge theme in the food industry I was back there just unloading pallets so fast and um I'm thinking back now, it's like, man, why didn't they just give me a chance to do that? I could have been way more productive and that's neither here nor there, but yeah, that that's kind of where my retail experience was. And that's, I'll let it die there. I'm I'm not, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. It's amazing when you actually work in retail and then work in restaurants, you would think they're going to be similar, but they're not even close. Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of retail. I had somebody approach me. They wanted me for my uh, restaurant expertise because they were a convenience store that's getting ready to start, you know, fried chicken and that kind of thing. So they wanted somebody with a food background to come in and help them become good at at doing food. Part of the process was, was for me to go through their training of their, their staff. And, you know, the first thing that they're teaching you, you know, the register was easy. Just, you know, scan this, ring it up, tell them the total, no big deal. But they also taught you on the very first day that everybody comes in, here's a potential thief. And they're showing you uh, videos on how people shoplift. And they're showing you videos on how the you know, vendors, what they can do to, to short you on the merchandise. So you're not getting the full order, you know, whatever you're paying for. And they're showing you all these different things. 
And I'm like, do you realize what that does to you mentally? You're being told that everybody that comes in here is a criminal. So how are you going to treat somebody that you think is a criminal? You're not going to be friendly. You're not going to be outgoing. You're going to be watching their every move. And, you know, well, that's suspicious. They turned around. They're turning their back to me. What are they putting in their pockets? You know, it was just, I couldn't believe that's how they taught people. And I told them, you know, if you want people to sell food, they can't assume everybody that comes in here is a thief because they're going to treat them like they're a thief. That's not hospitality. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say is that that's the big difference between us and almost every other industry is we are hospitality. And yeah. so if we were to look at, if I was on the truck and I'm looking at people like they're thieves, then that's not, how can you even offer any hospitality? You wouldn't offer hospitality to a thief. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, I always thought that was just so dumb that they did that. We'll get back into your, your vending career. From the moment that you had the idea, how long did it take you to get into that market stall? Did you say it was a month or, or was it longer? It was a month. Yeah. yeah, it was fast and I was not ready. But at the same time, I was ready to, to do it, if that makes sense. It, it does. What would be one thing you would say that you really look back and go, I really wasn't prepared or hadn't thought of that? What would that tip uh. be? Oh, um, okay. So our very first event that we did, our first pop-up event was an absolute travesty. <laughs> um, the, the director of the co-op that we work at, he's like, hey, listen, um, we're doing this block party. There's probably going to be um, over 100 people there. We're going to have live music, and we'd like to see if you felt comfortable serving your tacos there. So I of course, because I'm an opportunist, like I'm not going to say no before I say yes. And I'm not going to say maybe because I'm an opportunist. So I said yes. And uh, it, it was located right there at the co-op. And luckily we were within a short walk to the kitchen, but it was long enough that if I needed something from the kitchen, I would have to be away from the pop-up canopy that we were at for uh, at least a couple minutes to go and cook and come back. And anyways, the, the turnout was absolutely insane. There were so many people. We were not prepared at all. And it was just little things, right? Like little things that added up. Okay. So for example, we had our canopy. It was like a 12 by 12 canopy with a flat top, a steam table, a um, hotel pan with ice under it and a couple third pans just to keep things cold. And I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good about this. Like we have a register area set up, but we didn't have anywhere to put our tickets. So when orders came in, the tickets were sitting underneath the very small amount of area there was under the flat top. We couldn't hang them because there's nothing to hang them on. They were getting dirty. They were getting nasty. And they just started piling up. And we had, it was some of the worst customer service I've ever done in my life. And I know that we lost a lot of customers because of it. And I think that a lot of those people still haven't had our food in a while. We were just completely understaffed. We had three people, including myself. One of the, one of the uh, employees that we had at the time, this is his first job and he's never been exposed to anything like that. Um, the other guy, luckily he's a good friend of mine. He had some kitchen experience. So like he doesn't fold under pressure. So at least I like had him and um, some of the staff from the co-op help out, helped out a little bit. But I mean, listen, when I tell you that there's a guy waiting 45 minutes for one taco, I absolutely mean it. It was, it, it was pretty rough. 
So, but every event after that has been a lot more smooth and I spent a lot more time preparing. So let me ask you this, since you have a background, at least, you know, at Taco Bell and, and perhaps other uh, food places, do you think that made you more aware of the issues on your first event or less aware? Oh, it, it honestly, it made it, it made it so much worse because I was in charge of service in right. two different establishments and so when you're in charge of service, you look at it from both, um, you look at it from the customer's perspective, and then you also look at it from the uh, business's perspective. Right. And so a lot of people who are around are like, man, you guys are slammed. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. But I'm looking at it like we look like a train wreck right now. Our appearance is horrible. And there's 150 people standing right here just looking at us. This is, this is terrible. And people are waiting so long for one taco and a taco now a taco takes us 30 seconds to make probably less than that. I haven't timed in a while, but anyways, yeah. And then when you have that experience and you've ran other kitchens before that already have like a template in place and they have the standards and the expectations, and then you go out and perform like that, nobody is going to be more uh, aware of how bad it's going than, than you and it was, it was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. I know. I've had many of those experiences, sad to say, because especially when you do a catering, like you said, they're all, they're similar, but they're all different. And you, you always bite off a little bit more than you can chew sometimes. Cause you want to be just like you said, an opportunist. And when they say, can you do 900 or 1100? Like, Heck yeah, I can do them. And of course, in the back of your mind, you're going, how am I going to do this? <laughs> How am I going to pull this off? Sometimes it works well, and sometimes you just kick yourself. Yep, I should have done this better. So out of all the products that you sell, what would you say is your one signature product? Our signature product is our sweet potato taco, which you can get it as a taco, a burrito, or a bowl. And we also do crunch wraps now. Shout out to my Taco Bell days. That's kind of where I got that from. It, it was one of the original items that we had on the menu. The rest of the menu that we had when we first started, um, those items didn't really stick and they've been replaced with better items. But the sweet potato taco is, I mean, it's just so much, it's so wonderful. And it sounds I've interesting. Had, Describe it to me. What's on it? Oh, it's so colorful and fresh. It's so the way we do it is we hand press our tortillas. We start with guacamole that we make fresh and Then we put beans on it, black beans that we soak overnight and we season it with a bunch of different spices and then sweet potatoes. And we roast our sweet potatoes in the oven. We don't fry them just because we want them to be a little bit lighter. And then we put a Mexican slaw over top of that, which is a combination of red and green cabbage. So you're getting um, a lot of different colors from the guacamole, the beans, the potatoes, and then the slaw. And the slaw is tossed with um, a vinaigrette that we make out of agave and a few other things. And then we just put a, and here's the variable that I think makes makes it all worth it. We we have a barbecue sauce that we make and um, it's, it's, it's kind of like jumpy. It's got a lot of vinegar in it. And um, we offset that with some brown sugar and a few other different spices. And it's got a lot going on, but it ties everything together. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful taco. It's a beautiful burrito. It's a beautiful bowl. And I've had people tell me all the time, like, I do not eat like this. This is not something I would ever be like, Hey, I want a sweet potato taco. That's got barbecue sauce on it. Like, and, but, but everyone loves it. 
So outside of the beans, and there's no protein on that at all. Just the beans, yeah. That's impressive. So it technically will qualify as a veggie option then, I guess? It's a vegan option, vegan. actually. Yeah, so veggie, vegan, yes, absolutely. That's pretty impressive. Just on a given day, would you say that would be your number one seller then? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, and it has been for a long time. Really? That's good. And I, I, I'm like you, I would have never thought of that being a big seller. It just shows you how much times have changed. Yeah. Wrapping up the week-long interview with Justin, we're going to be talking about fun ways to interact with your guests and then Oma Gourds, Handcrafted Tacos, Future. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you find all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from just starting brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They all have your back when it comes to answering your food truck questions. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and helping your food truck business grow.